Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the latest provincial crop report with varied conditions due to weather. The wheat growers are upset with the federal review of the Pest Control Act. Real Agriculture talks with the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers. And we look at canola growers' reaction to the new Federal Clean Fuel Act. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The latest provincial crop report says crop development is generally good, but there are some dry areas in the western grain belt and, of course, some wet areas. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Shannon Friesen says some crops in western Saskatchewan are prematurely advancing due to drought and will not be able to recover with recent rainfall. Well, crop conditions really vary across the province, but for the most part, things seem to be in good condition. Luckily, we did get some rain last week that has really helped things along as well. So in terms of stage development, you know, certainly most of our crops are at least a week or more behind. But hopefully with some heat in the forecast and some rain, things will quickly catch up. I understand some crops, though, have been pretty dry in the southwest and may not recover fully. That is correct, yes. Over the last couple of weeks, of course, areas in that west, central and southwest just have not received the amount of rain that other areas have. So many of those crops have been prematurely advancing and even starting to dry down. So certainly when we do get rain this time of year, it can benefit us. But in some cases, producers have indicated that some of those crops, it's just too late. What areas did receive rain and the largest amount this past week? For the most part, the rain was quite widespread across the province. Of course, we did have some localized downpours in some areas. We did hear around the Redvers area that they actually had about six inches come at once. So many producers out that way are dealing with some localized flooding. The Vanguard area did report 67 millimeters in the province. So they are the largest amount. Certainly we saw about 63 millimeters in the Wilcox area. We had about 56 millimeters around Creek. Smiley had 39. Prince Albert had 18. And of course in the Northwest, they had 47 millimeters in the Spiritwood area. What were the main causes of crop loss this past week? 
Crop loss, of course, was a mixed bag. Gophers and grasshoppers still seem to be our biggest cause. Almost every field, every RM seems to have some kind of issue with either grasshoppers, gophers, or both. We're also dealing with some localized flooding. We've had some strong winds again. Of course, the drought conditions, hail, and in some cases with the high humidity and loss of moisture, we are starting to see some leaf spot diseases as well. What's the topsoil moisture rating? Well, at the moment, provincially cropland topsoil is rated as 9% surplus, 71% adequate, 18% short, and 2% very short. On hayland and pasture, it is 8% surplus, 66% adequate, 22% short, and 4% very short. Tell me about haying progress. Well, haying progress has been slower than normal due to either a lack of growth due to no rainfall or the complete opposite where there has been lots of lots of rain and, of course, some high humidity. So there has certainly been some poor drying conditions. At the moment, livestock producers have 8% of the hay crop cut and 3% is baled or put into silage. Quality is rated as 19% excellent. 62% good, 16% fair, and 3% poor. And in terms of yields, of course, the recent rain will help a lot of that land green up and grow. But for the most part, estimated yields continue to be lower than average. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Shannon Friesen compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers is critical of Ottawa's review of the Pest Control Products Act. The farm group suggests the federal government isn't walking the talk when it comes to science-based decision-making. The Western Wheat Growers has made a submission to the Pest Management Regulatory Agency's review of the Pest Control Products Act. Wheat Growers President Gunter Yoakum says the federal government paused a decision last year that put the science-based decision-making process on food security in jeopardy through political interference. Canada's regulatory system is one of the most robust and science-based systems in the world, right? We have a we we produce very very safe uh, grain and food products in Canada. Uh, it's regularly reviewed, but the changes they're they're trying to make is to invite people who have no scientific background uh, to to submit uh, changes to PMRA based on emotions rather than science. So that's that's what we're really worried about. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with PMRA the way it runs right now. Uh, pesticides are regularly uh, reviewed to see if they're safe to use, safe for the consumer, uh, safe for the user. And so there's not really really a need to make drastic changes. And let's leave it science-based. Yoakum says the establishment of independent external advisors to essentially oversee the work of the PMRA is foolhardy at best and dangerous at worst. They always say, you know, we support uh, science-based reviews and science-based regulation. And yet here they they invite... uh, NGOs and non-governmental organizations, non-science-based uh, interest groups to uh, 
take part in the PMI process, in the review and regulatory process, which uh, begs the question, what's, uh, I mean, what's the end game? What's the point? I, I don't quite understand. So that's why we made this uh, submission. Joachim explains further. Well, they're saying they just want everybody to have a say in it. Well, and and I personally reply, well, don't the scientists speak for us in Canada? I mean, the, the scientists making these decisions, PMRA, the people making the decisions there are not affiliated with any uh, company that is trying to register their product. So it, it is completely third party. Uh, they have no interest other than making sure that the products that we use are safe to use, and they are safe. Uh, inviting uh, special interest groups just kind of muddies the waters, uh, creates extra cost because now somebody else has to say, hey, I heard somewhere that this uh, product that we're using is supposedly unsafe, but it's not really... I mean, it's based on a rumor, right? So uh, why can't we leave it scientific-based and uh, let them do their job that they're really good at doing? Wheatgrower's president, Gunter Yoakum, farms west of Winnipeg and says his crops are looking quite good. The crops actually look quite good uh, overall, but we are all, we're, I, I'd say we're three to four weeks behind where we should be. I mean, our canola is very small. It's it looks great, but um, in in past years or in a normal year, we would be getting ready uh, to put fungicide on because it should be flowering. But it's it's just in the rosette stage. So we're three to four weeks behind schedule. We have a lot of wheat on our farm that's in a three to four leaf stage. So again, we need a an open fall to make sure we get this crop in the bin. With that delayed development, Yoakum says frost will be a concern come harvest time. Wet conditions also causing concern about crop disease. And another concern is the meteoric rise in fuel and other input costs. Gunder Yoakum is president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Okay, the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association is calling on the provincial and federal governments to conduct a pricing investigation to address the significant imbalance in cattle and beef pricing markets. Here to discuss it is the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. He ranches in Hodgeville, Saskatchewan. It is Garner Debald. Give us the background here. So I, I think uh, this is something that we've recognized for, for some time, that, that there are some inequities in, in the whole supply chain, um, you know, when it comes to pricing. And, and so I, I think, you know, through the last uh, 12 months, we've had all kinds of uh, challenges out there, all of the producers in 
in in uh, Western Canada and across the country, for that matter. You know, we, we've been dealing with drought and and all of the uh, challenges that go along with that. But something that we've recognized for quite some time, I think, is the uh, you know the the uh, pricing and and you know just where does that dollar go uh, that the consumer is spending, and and so we're. I think on the ground, uh, the grassroots producers, the ranchers and farmers right now are all feeling like they're up against it. Uh, you know, it, it's um, cost of production is so high, overhead continues to rise, inflation, you know, right now is hitting everyone, you know, from fuel and fertilizer to feed costs. And, and so it, you know, there's no time like the present. If we just sit back and do nothing, nothing will happen for sure. That's guaranteed. And so we need to look at this, you know, find out, uh, get some facts down and, and see if we can come up with some kind of a strategy that, that you know, may, may help and support some, some producers, you know, to stay within the, the industry. The way it's going right now, uh, you know, there's no doubt that we're going to lose cow numbers and, uh, and producers as well. It's just, uh, you know, for many, it's not uh, a viable situation right now and and so we need to bring some profitability back into the industry and uh, looking at pricing right now I think is is part of that solution so is your concern more focused on the grocer end of this or is it further closer down the value chain and more I guess uh, pointed towards the activities of the packer I, I think it's the entire chain like that, which would in, in include, um, you know, the, the all of the players, which, which which definitely would be the packer and and the and the retailer in there as well. So you know that's all part of it, and and you know we're in this together. So I, I think right now um, we recognize, and and you know the, the 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 packer profitability has been high now for. For many months, and, and uh, retailers are profitable as well, and and so right now they have the ability to pass along any of the increased costs due to inflation. But uh, again, down on the ranch, that doesn't happen, and and so we're being left behind. And especially when we're in an atmosphere or an environment here with uh, with grain production, where uh, grain prices are soaring, and and you know they're able to keep up for the moment anyway with uh, with the increased costs of of, of fuel, fertilizer, etc. So, um, you know we want uh, the investigation to include everything in in this. You know right from right from the cow calf guy all the way through to where the uh, where the consumer is buying it at retail. What what are we asking the federal government to you know do, do they even have jurisdiction? On, on on some of these these prices and the way the market functions because it is so not just in the NAFTA region but just so global in, in nature how, how, what, how much scope does the federal government actually have um, that, that that is a very good question and and I, I don't have the answer to that I mean I, I would think that they have some control over it. Uh, you know, one of the analogies, I guess, that I would use, and I know it's not direct or anything, but and there are differences in it, but the, the federal government has a way to regulate freight prices for grain shipment. And, and, and so, you know, they, they are able to control some, some of the cost side there for producers, for sure. And so that's just one, you know, example, I guess, of... This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture.
It's your Agra weather forecast on the source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today with 30% chance of showers. Wind southeast 30. The high 23, the low 14. Friday, partly cloudy. Wind southeast 20. The high tomorrow, 25. 60% chance of evening showers and a low of 16. Saturday, cloudy. 60% chance of showers. The high 27, the low 14. Sunday, partly cloudy. 60% chance of showers. The high 25 on Sunday, the low 12. Monday, sunny, the high 26, the low 13. Tuesday, sunny, the high 29, the low 14. Wednesday, sunny, the high 33 degrees. Normal high for this date, 25, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4.56 this morning. It sets at 9.11 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, way north, Uranium City, 26 degrees. The cold spot, Last Mountain, at 17. Estevan is 17, Saskatoon 22, Swift Current 23, Weyburn 18, Yorkton is 19. Regina cloudy in 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east, southeast at 20, gusting to 30. Humidity is 78%, the barometric pressure rising 102.1. Cloudy in Moose Jaw 23, winds are from the east, southeast at 26. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. New federal clean fuel regulations could lead to a growing market for, Saska- for Saskatchewan canola growers. The manager of biofuel policy at the Canadian Canola Growers Association, Steve Pratt, says the new regulations come into effect July 2023. He says biofuels like canola are expected to play an expanded role to lower the greenhouse gas emission profile of diesel fuel. The clean fuel regulation has been on the government of Canada has been working on this for better part of five or six years. It's a very wide ranging approach regulation to decarbonizing fuel and specific specifically transport fuel. And there's a schedule to do that out to 2030 and the obligated parties, which are the folks that uh, the companies that distribute or import fuel into Canada are the ones responsible for compliance with this regulation. So what it means for canola and canola in Saskatchewan and farmers in the industry is that it's very likely through modeling of associations and companies then also the own Government of Canada modeling that renewable fuels are going to play an increasing role in 
the obligated parties, the uh, refiners and distributors of fuel, meeting this regulation. So for us in the canola industry and for farmers, we think that there will be, and it's tough to tell and model out what, what this might look like, but there likely will be an opportunity for increased amount of canola to go into renewable fuel production and for its use in Canada to meet this regulation. Is there any specific mandate percentage-wise? They are taking the existing 2% for diesel, the diesel mandate that's been in effect in Canada for the better part of a decade. It is being absorbed into this new regulation, so there will be a 2% floor, if you will. But the, um, this is a pretty aggressive approach from the federal government, so there's going to be a lot of reductions and, and credits generated that need to be needs to happen, and that's going to take, we think, and then also, again, many other parties think that renewable fuels, specifically renewable diesel as a technology, will be one of those ways that for these companies to meet their obligations. So the canola industry has heard, of course, major expansion in Regina for yes. uh, processing of canola. And my thought has been that there's likely, because there's going to be the new clean fuel standards that will require canola to be used as biodiesel in a higher percentage. Do you see it that way? It's all kind of part of a, a movement, if you will. I mean, you've got what's happening here in Canada. You also have these environmental policies in the States, and there's no signal that those are going away, and more pressure is coming down on the conventional oil and gas industries, and specifically into the CFR in Canada. And you'll see, you know, we see the, the investments in the crushing in, in Saskatchewan and the announcements of the majors, like Imperial Oil, Parkland, Tidewater, the actual refineries um, are now have all signaled their intention to get into renewable diesel. It's all part of an overall kind of an opportunity here that the major companies are lining up to satisfy obligations or get into that marketplace. And behind that, that, that should extend all the way back to the farm gate. So what does it mean for prices? That is a big unknown, but experience from around North America would indicate that it's another uh, demand pull for product, price stabilization, perhaps even who knows where the market might go, but there is that kind of a long run evidence that uh, biofuel policies in general are good for at least the stabilization of prices back to farmers. When do you see this increased demand expect to hit? So the actual clean fuel regulation comes in, becomes law, if you will, on July 1, 2023. The farmer-facing portion of it and some of the uh, background that goes into that comes into effect January 1, 2024. It'll probably take the market a little bit of time to shake out, but we could probably start seeing and being able to understand what the actual um, demand pull on canola and what the actual impact is probably, uh, you know, 2025, 2026, as far as being able to, with certainty, a point to what the effect of this regulation has been. Steve Pratt is with the Canola Council of Canada. Coming up, he discusses the war in Ukraine and impact in Europe. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The canola industry sees new federal clean fuel regulations next year leading to rising demand for canola oil as a biofuel. Biofuels policy manager at the Canola Growers, Steve Pratt, says biofuels can help reduce the greenhouse gas emission profile of diesel. 
Parts of the European Union have reduced the clean fuel standards following the Russian invasion of Ukraine, but Pratt does not expect any such change in Canada. No, I mean, the government talked about this all the way back in 2016. You know, this is the issue over there certainly has rocked the commodity markets and brought back, you know, the uh, the, the importance of food as uh, a sustenance and, and energy. But the governments of well, Europe and then Canada, the United States are um, focused on this reduction of emissions and reduction of of carbon intensity in all things, in all all walks of life. And they released this as they said they were. And I do not think that they're going to hold back on this. And again, it's the real effects will, Jim, will be a couple years down the road, but this is a major plank of their environmental policy. Would you care to guesstimate how much increased demand farmers could see? It could be significant. There's all sorts of, uh, I I don't want to peg a number, but um, certainly just with the availability of canola oil as one feedstock that goes into renewable diesel production. We could see, and with our experience in some other jurisdictions that have specific mandates and renewable fuel standards, I mean, we're talking this could be millions of tons of of new demand that goes into renewable fuels. And this is something that as a a CCGA and as a canola industry, we've been working on um, for 25, 30 years as far as just renewable fuels as just, again, one piece of market development. And this one happens to be on the continent. So that has all sorts of implications for that global supply chain. But, you know, if these regulations are in place around the continent, canola thinks, you know, canola in general and and to the benefit of canola farmers, we can be part of that solution, providing a high quality, low carbon feedstock, and ideally accruing all those other benefits of economic development in the rural areas. And uh, of course, the hopefully the positive impact to the farm gate. Steve Pratt is with the Canadian Canola Growers Association. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Sask Pork. Perfect pork, our passion, our promise. Learn more at saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed this morning. Viterra prices for Durham fell 919 at 473.16. Canola went up 41.20 at 839.92. Oats dropped fifteen dollars at three fifty six fifty three. Yellow peas fell eight forty five at four seventy six twenty five. One red spring wheat rose nine oh seven at four oh seven oh three. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley three twenty two eighty seven. Chickpeas ten fourteen thirteen. Flax eight ninety two sixty seven. Lentils seven seventy one fifty. Feed wheat three thirty eight thirty. At Minneapolis, September spring wheat rose 30 and a half cents at 9.16 and three quarters cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hard on Livestock here at Moose Jaw. Only 220 unoffered or Tuesday, July 5th sale. This cow and bull market level is smoking right along. These good cows, a dollar five to fourteen, sales right up to one seventeen fifty on them big high yielded cows. Medium cows from ninety six to a dollar six. The good bulls on the good end, one thirty five to forty two, sales right up to one forty seven seventy five. Tim Corker's better half, Kathy from South Avonlea, sold four big char label, two hundred twenty two hundred and fifty nine pound average. Average one forty six eighty five for thirty three hundred and seventeen dollars per bowl. Don't forget Canada's longest running rodeo in Wood Mountain this weekend. 
This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest pork prices, two forty six twenty seven per CKG. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. The Saskatchewan government has released its 2022 Resiliency Report, showing the province continues to build resilience to a changing climate. In the fourth annual report, 18 of the 22 measures were considered in good standing, including all measures related to economic sustainability and human well-being, while four were rated fair. All new measures are on track to achieve new targets. The climate measurement framework uses a system-wide approach to monitor land, water and forests, physical infrastructure, economic sustainability, community preparedness and human well-being. The four new targets include soil protection for commercial forest harvesting and distributing seedlings from the SAS Power Shan greenhouse to rural landowners for rural shelter belts and to environmental groups for habitat projects and community groups for cultural projects. Another measure calls to ensure healthy beaches, which means ensuring safe water quality for users of beaches that may carry some risk of pollutants and other environmental factors. On the markets today, the TSX is up 261 points to 18,990. The Dow has gained 262 points to 31,300. Oil has risen 490 at 103.43 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 77.05, up from 76.65 cents U.S., that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.